Hello everyone, Craig Adams here. It is Wednesday, December 13th, 2023. Welcome to my podcast. This is going to be an update after my New Zealand trip. I'm back here in, in Brooklyn, New York, coffee in hand. I've got a list of notes that I'd like to go through. I'm going to talk about a lot of the videos and projects and decisions that I made, how those turned out, like Cyprus, the podcast, vlogging in general, changing my YouTube channel, working with shorts for TikTok and YouTube and Instagram Reels, YouTube channel memberships, some sponsorships that I'm working on, creator trips, affiliate, all trails, Strava, the videos that I plan to shoot and upload for the next couple of months. Of course, a lot of thoughts and behind the scenes on the New Zealand trip, how I'm doing with the edits on that right now and what I expect when I upload, as well as ending with my plans, my concrete plans for where I'm going to be hiking next year in September. So welcome. If you're commuting or multitasking, you know, cleaning the house or walking, that's awesome. I, I love that you're listening to this. I'm going to try to make it relaxing and cohesive, but a true deep dive into my thought process, my concerns right now, where my head and my focus is at. So I'm just going to treat this like a phone call with you. You know, I'm going to spill and rant a bit. This might be a one-sided conversation, like me just talking to you. It's solo. But of course, if you have any feedback, uh, it's great to get the emails and the messages that I've received from y'all after asking for feedback from the last episode. I don't always respond, uh, but just know that I'm listening and I appreciate it. So thank you. So one more sip of coffee and let's get into it. Six months ago, I went on a trip to Cyprus, pretty much a paid vacation with my wife, Mika and I, uh, because the tourism board for Cyprus invited us out, uh, me specifically, and wanted to shoot some kind of small promotional video for social media, for their social media about me hiking in Cyprus. It was a lovely time. I enjoyed, you know, chasing cats and walking around and exploring with Mika. Driving on the opposite side of the road was fun. And I got paid to do so. So win-win. We're happy. But the video that they made finally came out and it's just, it's, I'm not complaining. You know, this is just between us. It's a little silly. It's a very short video. And it's basically me running around different locations in Cyprus that are nature adjacent with an FPV drone, you know, zooming around, doing some spins and, and quick drive-bys of me. Yeah, it, it, let's just say it's just not what I would shoot if I were hiking in general, and especially not Cyprus. Cyprus has some mountains and some day trails, but definitely not a, a hiking mecca for sure compared to the Alps or Peru or Nepal. But hey, if you want to, you know, hike for an hour or two in a gorge or a cliff, uh, you know, they got some stuff for you to do. So just silly to see the video, the product that was made that they're sharing and putting some paid advertising behind on social media, you know, promoting me being a face, a person who's hiking in Cyprus when I probably wouldn't do that. And I wouldn't make a video like this. It's very saturated. It's very FPV. And the way we shot it was just you know, fake. It was acting. You know, I wasn't actually doing these things. I just went to a location and acted like I was doing that. 
which is fine. It's just a different way of doing it and not the way that I would do it. It definitely reminds me of this one time I went to Cambodia to work as a filmmaker shooting video for Tom Ford. It was a large production in the sense that they flew in uh, Chinese influencers to model the clothes and perfume and different accessories that Tom Ford was advertising. But all of it was fake. All of it was acting, superficial, which is fine. I guess it's more efficient, but I'm very much so used to just doing actual things and just recording that experience as it happens live. So on that Tom Ford shoot, I don't think I gave them very good footage at all because everything was, uh, you know, posed and fake and superficial and none of it was real. And that also reminds me of like wedding days and kind of why I moved away from that industry. So much of it was, you know, fake and posed and not real. And I, I just don't like to record things like that. So once again, not complaining about my paid trip to Cyprus, uh, just reflecting on uh, the absurdity of it. I would definitely like to move in the direction of doing things my way because I think it always turns out better. Uh, I have more fun doing it, but in the long term, I feel like it performs better. It's more sustainable and eventually makes more money because I keep doing it versus you know, these one-time short gigs that just aren't fulfilling. And the video that I recorded alongside that trip and uploaded to YouTube definitely was a weird one. Uh, reflecting in hindsight, uh, I would definitely do it differently. I have learned that when I vlog and make home videos, it's all about context. I would much rather have the right emotion, the right reactions, the best story flow of the, of the video compared to just beautiful looking footage. Mainly, I would much rather shoot iPhone than Sony. So noticing the difference in staged fake posing shots that I do with my silent static hiking videos versus the raw documentation of real moments that I value and cherish in my home videos and my vlogs. Yeah, it's just cool to see the difference between that and why I land on how I shoot these two different formats. Vlogging is just better on iPhone. It's always in my pocket. Uh, the iPhone is like less noticeable in public, less of a distraction. The iPhone is so smooth. Uh, it's a little shaky when you're shooting it. So they definitely stabilize it in post a little bit after you stop recording, but it's super smooth, especially when walking compared to any, you know, Sony camera that I've shot with. The auto exposure works so well. You know, in good light, it looks fine and it is just bright enough. It's great for vlog stuff. And you have three different lenses. So it's just a lot in a small package. It's really efficient and great for vlogging. So going forward, if I'm doing something with Mika, uh, something that isn't like a long form hike, I'm probably going to try to shoot on iPhone. And this is where my heart really was, you know, at the beginning of the year, I wanted to shoot more iPhone. What I've learned now is, uh, you know, I can do both. I can do the large Sony camera with the tripod for long form hiking, uh, but then I can also just shoot vlog stuff with the iPhone. And I've talked about it to death, but man, it would have been so cool to just shoot everything iPhone. Um, but even I will admit, you know, watching a static Sony a 16 millimeter shot in 4K on a 4K monitor, it just hits differently than a handheld iPhone shot um, 
it's just way different. But hey, I feel like iPhone tech is getting better so much faster than Sony. So maybe in a year or two, uh, everyone's going to be shooting on iPhone. So there have been some changes with the YouTube channel. One of the biggest is that I canceled YouTube channel memberships after three years. Some of you listening were channel members, you know, for a few years allowed YouTube uh, subscribers to join and uh, pay $10 a month. I think I got 70% of that cut from YouTube and they got access to different types of videos sometimes and they had YouTube channel badges that showed how many months they had been uh, channel members and in the back end I also could see channel members comments highlighted a bit differently so they stood out and I responded and, and saw those more frequently than any old comment. I did a deep dive in channel memberships in general and looked at the YouTube channels of a few different YouTubers that I look up to and emulate, how they use YouTube memberships, and most of them did not. Man, like, I don't know, there's just a bunch of different reasons. Ultimately, I decided that it wasn't worth it. And um, it just, it feels a little weird asking for money. What problems does channel memberships solve for me at the end of the day? It's good to know who your top subscribers are, even if like, wh like, what is that? Like if someone donates $10 a month, does that make them a top subscriber? I could say the people who are the most committed will pay the most, but that's weird. Like I don't need their money. If someone wants to be noticed and write a comment that I for sure will heart or respond to or see, um, it's weird that they're, they're paying to do that. I don't know, I just felt like that was a little strange. And I also didn't like having to advertise uh, that one, channel membership exists, and two, like what do people expect if they click join? Like uh, trying to motivate and market the the other side of that paywall. You know me, I'm a minimalist. I want to keep it simple. Freedom is what I value over anything. And I just love the idea of getting rid of distractions and, and you know, a new subscriber coming to my channel and not seeing channel memberships. It's just one less thing that they, one less road, fork in the road that they have to decide between. The reason why I love what I do is because of the freedom and whether it's a sponsor or, you know, the expectations of a community, uh, the less I have of that, the better. So at the end of the day, YouTube channel memberships was a handful of people, you know, a few hundred donating $10 a month and YouTube would take 30% of that. I would get 70%. So it was a couple hundred dollars a month. And for what? I think AdSense and third-party integrated ads are the best way to monetize that content. But ultimately, I need to focus on doing work that I like, having complete freedom to do so, and just trying to get as many eyeballs uh, to see that work as possible. So I don't plan on doing YouTube memberships or Patreon or anything like that for the time being. I just love the idea of every so often uploading a YouTube video that I have clear, solid expectations of how it'll perform and just doing that from time to time. Sounds really great. Like I love internet historian, Nakey Jakey, Drew Gooden. You know, these guys are not uploading that often, but when they do, um, it's just 
always a hit. And the more you focus on that main flagship content, uh, the more it makes and the less you have to worry about little side distractions. I definitely obsess with how minimal I can make my YouTube channel. <laughs> and I got rid of playlists, I got rid of store, I got rid of the live tab, and I got rid of the membership. And I also deleted all of the community posts. So if you go to my YouTube channel now, you really should see a very stripped down, simple version of, you know, the most minimal version it's ever been. Even the about is as simple and clear as I can make it. I got rid of the link tree. So the only links that I have are Instagram, TikTok, podcast, Strava, and all trails. The thing missing is gear. And if people want to know what gear I use for hiking or filmmaking, I feel like all of that information and more is in the annual gear videos that I make. And I do plan on making one this week uh, for 2023. Because the link tree was just a simpler, short version of that gear video. Again, just eliminating distractions and just focusing on what actually brings value and is easier to maintain and do. The other tab that you'll notice on my channel uh, is shorts. So I've continued to upload shorts, pretty much Instagram reels, but cut down to 60 seconds because that's the maximum. I've been uploading those to my YouTube channel alongside the main flagship long form videos that are horizontal. I've been making, you know, shorts, TikToks, reels for years now, you know, short versions of the long form versions with sometimes narration and different music and sometimes titles. I've been making those on Instagram for a long time now, but now YouTube, I think is just doing it differently and better in my opinion. And when you upload a short, it isn't pushed as a notification to all of your subscribers, I believe. So for me, I can upload shorts and just let the algorithm do its thing. If the algorithm likes it, if people see it, watch it, respond to it, rewatch it, you know, it feeds it to more people. So that's acting more like TikTok, I guess. So it's fine. My shorts are definitely more Craig Adams style than Mr. Beast style, but I totally understand the idea of a hook you know, the first second has to uh, hook <laughs> the viewer. And, uh, you know, there, there's a whole formula to why a short works. And I get it, but I'm still kind of just making mini trailer preview versions of my long form. But I do plan on continuing to upload Instagram Reels, TikToks, and YouTube Shorts alongside all of the main long form videos that I do. The impact of them, not sure, but we're testing it out. The Overnight Alone and the Three Fingers Lookout short that I uploaded currently has uh, 110,000 views, and I believe it's made $13. So definitely not a money maker, but maybe we need to get some shorts in the millions before we can expect any kind of return. Compared to the long form version of the Three Fingers Lookout, which has you know, 330,000 views over, you know, a quarter of a million views and the estimated revenue for these first, what, 43 days is about $2,000. So YouTube shorts definitely do not pay as much as long form. And I considered hiring an editor or testing out AI to make shorts from these long form videos, but it just hasn't worked out. I'm 
I would much rather just edit and upload everything myself. And TikTok, I still feel the same as I did before. It's not very healthy. I don't like to consume on TikTok. So that makes me not want to post on it. And I guess Emma Chamberlain kind of inspires me to not use TikTok. She doesn't upload it. She might consume it. She probably doesn't. PewDiePie definitely inspired me to not use Twitter. So uh, I don't have to post on these platforms. For me, unless I'm consuming, it's hard for me to post. And if I don't need to post, eventually I feel like I'm going to give it up anyway. So I don't see myself making content specifically for TikTok primarily. And then, you know, after the fact, maybe making like something for YouTube. No, nah, it's always long form to short form in that direction. So I don't know. TikTok's just an afterthought for me. But the true strength of shorts is that if you make one 60 second version, you can just upload it the same way to all three platforms. YouTube Shorts, Instagram Reels, and TikTok. We shall see how Craig changes his mind next week. Getting back into the swing of talking and negotiating with sponsors, as well as some conferences for 2024. I'm not going to name any brands specifically, but um, yeah, excited. Doing things a little differently and working with one company to possibly do like a year-long commitment with multiple videos and different deliverables, uh, definitely more of like a hands-on ambassador type. So that should be cool, should be hiking focused, and you'll definitely know about it if it happens. We're just kind of negotiating uh, price. You know, it always comes down to price and deliverables at the end of the day. So needs to be worth it equally for both parties. Like I mentioned, I would definitely like to go on more creator-focused hiking trips with friends and colleagues, YouTubers, Instagram people. Uh, you know, one maybe being Connor Franta. I briefly met him in New York City years ago, but we have chatted since then on Instagram, and it would be really cool. I think pretty straightforward to just link up with him somewhere in the U.S. maybe and do a hike. I'm also a big Colin and Samir fan. We've met in L.A. Uh, briefly for coffee, but uh, we've chatted and, you know, it would be cool to do a hike with both of them, maybe in Ecuador or, I don't know, Europe or something, Canada, uh, especially Colin for sure. Uh, definitely dad hiking vibes. Uh, we might have to convince Samir to get on the trail, but that would be really cool. All Trails finally announced and made their affiliate program, ambassador program, which I signed up for and got into. Uh, it has been some crazy back and forth to try to get my affiliate code uh, for people to sign up. Um, I'm sure I've already got convinced some people to sign up for the paid version of All Trails without getting any kind of kickback. Um, so, you know... Hopefully we can get that set up and I can get paid for, you know, the value that I've brought all trails uh, at some point, <laughs> but I am still super team Strava and a part of their accelerator ambassador program already attended the camp Strava camp Strava for next year is being talked about. So uh, yeah, super keen to do anything for Strava all trails uh, still <laughs> this weekend, I am doing the most super random influencer campaign-y kind of thing in Springfield, Massachusetts for MGM. I'm not going to talk too much about it, but uh, if you're on Instagram, you should be able to see the fruits of that labor. 
and the silliness of it. Definitely a little different than what I typically post. And uh, there'll be some hashtags. But I'm definitely getting paid. And it's going to be a little paid trip with Mika and Sasha up to Massachusetts of all places. But yeah, why not? It would be fun to do some more stuff with MGM, go to Vegas, and, uh, you know, really lean into the absurdity of it and do some true Instagram influencer work. Why not? A few days ago, I went to the Squarespace HQ to see Jack Coyne speak about his company and the videos he's making on TikTok uh, about, you know, for Trackstar and public opinion at an event uh, hosted by the published press. So it's cool. I've hung out with Jack before and we've, you know, he's been on my podcast a few times. It was just nice to reconnect with some other New York City creators and get back into the flow of going to things like this. <laughs> Starting to feel old though. I don't know. I, I would talk to a couple of young creators and they're like, I manage 15 Roblox creators. What do you do? I'm like, I hike <laughs> around the world silently. But ever since getting back from New Zealand, you know, this week has been spent editing the rough cut, pretty much laying down all of the footage from the New Zealand trip. I believe it was about three hours worth of footage. Once I cut the ins and outs and laid it in chronological order, I then separate that footage into what I believe will be five videos in total. Four of them will be silent, static hikes with guides and behind the scenes. And one of the videos will be more of a super vlog that, you know, focuses around the road trip and the travels and the antics and jokes with Renee and Elena. I was definitely struggling in the first phases of this edit because... Just, uh, you know, it's a lot of work to edit a super vlog with jokes and pace changes and music, you know, a lot of songs, uh, you know, a lot of tight editing um, to one, let the viewer know what the heck is going on and two, keep it interesting. So yeah, just like a lot of work for something that I just know won't perform and people won't get as much value out of when I upload it to YouTube. And also just figuring out how to edit this first restart trek uh, hiking video a little differently because it involved two people. I wasn't hiking alone compared to the others. So it had a bit more life to it. You know, when you hike with other people and make a video, uh, there's parts of talking, there's jokes. It's just a bit more lighthearted than my traditional silent uh, hiking videos. So struggling with how to edit that and whether to use music, whether to show kind of the imperfections and the behind the scenes of the hike itself. Elena was shooting her own video. Renee was shooting stuff for Instagram. I was trying to do my thing. And then also trying to figure out if I want to do the sponsorships that I agreed to for three videos, one in December, one in January, and one in February. I have these five videos and they're probably going to be edited all in December. So do I really want to stagger them that far out over three months? I would much rather just upload all of these videos kind of back to back, plus or minus three or four days and be done with it. And like I mentioned before, I also really want to do this annual gear video. And I want to get that done before the end of the year. So I got to do that now. I also want to do a three hour ambient hiking video. You know, I want to do one of those every year and I'm ready to upload and make one of those. And the last one I did, 
did really well. You know, it's got over 2 million views. So I'm really excited to do that. I also want to make a ambient hiking drone video. So just take all of the drone footage that I've shot over the last couple of years of hiking and edit that together into a relaxing video. I think that would be different enough from the three hour ambient hiking video and do pretty well. And I've mentioned it so many times, but I finally want to do my top 10 hikes in the world, like tier lists. And I want to start implementing a grading system and ranking all of the trips and the hikes that I go on in order of, you know, favorite to least favorite. So I feel like that should be its own video where I, I make this list with all of the hikes and videos that I have public on the channel right now. So if you're listening to this, you're going to start seeing, uh, you know, a lot of uploads and yeah, let's uh, let's finish out the year strong, be done with the footage and have nothing on my hard drives and go into 2024 with a clear head and not have to feel like I have to do anything for the next couple of months. It's really cold here in New York and I like to go somewhere warm for my birthday in February. Uh, last year we went to Mexico, so we might do that again. We shall see. But then March hits in April and I start really looking for hikes and video ideas. So that's when Peru ideas start to come because it's warmer. Maybe, you know, Cotopaxi in Ecuador, maybe the Galapagos Islands in late April. I don't know. Maybe I got to check the weather. But the only plan that I have concrete at this point booked is uh, hiking the Altavia one in September in the Italian Dolomites. Super excited for that. It's more hut to hut and less camping. I don't think they let backpackers sleep in tents at all on that hike. So I went through an agency and had them book it for me. I'm going to give them a shout out. So they're, you know, comping and paying for the entire trip, which is ideal uh, to be in Italy. One, eating pasta, hiking, shooting a video for free, and then probably putting a sponsor on top of that video and making money. So win, 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 win. After that, I also want to go on another big international hike late September, early October. I want to finally visit and hike in India. So I've been doing a lot of research and I think I found what I want to do. So that's the North Star. It could go either way. I was also looking at Kyrgyzstan to do a horse trek. So like five or six days of riding on a horse and camping in tents uh, sounds really cool. But then, of course, there's just so many hikes that I would love to do in Swiss Alps and France and the Pyrenees. So lots of options. And of course, Japan. Japan would be so sick to hike. I'd get to hang out with uh, Hannah, currently Hannah down there again. Um, you know, one of my dreams would be to hike in Japan with Felix, with PewDiePie. You know, he's surfing. He likes to go into nature sometimes. I've never really seen him do a big hike. So I would definitely be his guide. I would take care of everything for him, make it super easy on his end. But I feel like that would be so sick as someone who has watched every single one of his videos. I, I would still have to, you know, play it cool. You know, no one wants to hike with a super fan, but um, that would be so sick. That's definitely like a, a dream of mine. So nice to catch up, tell you what's going on, get this off my chest. Thanks for listening. Take care.